Welcome to Idle Chatter. Survivor podcast for Survivor fans. By Survivor fans. I'm Ashley. And I'm Laura. Come on in, guys. Um, dear God, like, I don't know what to say. I was on the edge of my seat. I'm, <laughs> I'm shaking right now. I was stunned. I was texting multiple people and I was like, well, bye, Adam. I'll see you later. I was so certain Adam was going home. I, I, I don't even know what to say. And honestly, I don't even know if we should unpack what happened to us right now or if we should just jump into our recapping. I think that's smart. I, I think we need some time alone with our feelings. Um, I think the hot take here is just, holy cow, that was shocking. I, I feel sad. I feel a little impressed. Um, yeah, geez. I mean, for those of you that don't watch and are just listening to support and because you like to hear the sound of our voices, which thank you, because I don't like to hear the sound of mine. um, We're not going to spoil it for you. We will wait until the end to let you know what goes down. But if you know, you know. Yeah. And if you don't know, now you know. (laughs) I was just saying that. I think that it was so easy to record last week immediately after watching because I didn't really give a shit about Danny and I felt like it wasn't that suspenseful. But this time I was riveted. Yeah, I I agree. Like last right now, last week felt very straightforward, very simple. I feel like uh, having just binge watched the morning show, I feel like I'm a news anchor during a time of tragedy. And, like, it's my job to walk the nation through grief. But, God, we said we're going to save it. We said we're going to save it. Okay. Yeah, well, we're not going to say we're not going to say who, but I'm just saying why it's a little hard for me to find my words right now. Because I just, you know, names are thrown out. You don't think much of it. And I just did not expect that. I really, no. really was surprised. We're going to get through it survivor. together. Yeah, the editors really, really uh, did me dirty there. I know. They did their job. They they shocked me. Normally, I'm like, eh, you know, the edit suggested that. It's fine, but no. Not this um, time. Well, I guess we just, we open on blue. Rob is messing with Adam while he sleeps. Some simple um, foreshadowing. Adam, Adam starts getting into it. He's like, this is not, I loved this quote when he was like, this is not Survivor Redemption Island. This is the time to draw the line in the sand and start targeting the big dogs. Which is not untrue. Like, he makes a valid point, and then he goes to Denise, and he pitches her the plan that, you know, let's keep Rob and Ethan and get out Parv. Um, And then Denise starts talking about how great things are. She got a fire token. She got an idol. And that's when I start to get nervous, because whenever somebody starts talking about how great everything is, that's when shit starts to hit the fan. I literally was like, Adam is getting a lot of airtime right now. And I find that extremely suspicious. I was like, wow, Adam's really starting to play. And I was like, I don't think that is a good omen for him. So much airtime. So continuing on with the Adam show, he pitches his plan to Denise. Obviously, she's on board because to his point, it is time to start getting out some of these big dogs. Um, And then they approach Ben and Michelle about getting out Parv and 
so Michelle gets some airtime. Yeah, Michelle is on the season. Breaking news. Breaking news. Michelle is here. The problem is, is that then Adam tells Ethan the plan. And Adam's whole rationale throughout is that if you tell somebody the truth at the right time, it can actually be powerful because then they don't feel blindsided. But the problem is, is Ethan's like, what the fuck? Well, how is that the right time before you even lose the immunity challenge? I don't know. I don't know. But Adam thinks it is, and we'll see how that plays out, won't we? We sure will. Then we are brought to the Red Beach for some tomfoolery. Some Sandra wants tomfoolery. To, yeah. Sandra wants to, you know, prove her worth, catch some fish. Um, she sets up a little net. And she later does catch some fish. Um, <laughs> then I guess we're going to go to some strategy on the red side. Um, Tyson begins to target Sandra, um, says she's the weakest, but I mean, she does eventually catch a fish. Okay. A shark, Um, no less. Yeah. The whole shark debacle. It's fun. It was kind of like what Tony's ladder was to us last week. That's what it was. Um, he catches the shark, but he's afraid of it. He's swinging it all around. He's singing baby shark. Um, I loved, I, my notes literally say. (laughs) Tony, LOL, LOL, It was Baby precious. Shark, do, 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 do. Sandra Shark, do, 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 do. That's all my notes say. But it was, it was honestly, precious. In an episode that had me on the edge of my seat and freaking out, when I watch Survivor, sometimes I get really anxious and I cannot physically sit on the couch and watch. I get up and I pace around my living room <laughs> and my mom looks at me like I'm a psychopath, which I am. But... You have to do it. You have to do it. I appreciate Tony. Yeah, Tony brings the brings the lulls. Let me ask you this: Were you surprised to see Yola approach Sandra? I was, and I wasn't because when he was listening to Tyson, I understand, you know, what he was saying that Sandra, you know, she's already won twice. She's the queen. She is the weakest. But at the same time, Yule takes everything in, and he considers every option. And I think that Sandra really does probably have such a target on her back that maybe Tyson is more dangerous. I don't know how I feel about it. I was surprised only because I thought Yule played a little bit closer to his chest. But it is interesting. I think I feel like we've been getting, well, at least in this episode, certainly less time with the DeKal tribe just because winning, hashtag winning. So we haven't been able to see really what alliances are forming there. So it was interesting to see Yule and Sandra sticking together. All right. So then we go on over to Edge of Extinction, where we now have Amber and Natalie now joined by Danny. And um, they're chilling. They catch a fish. Their tree mail arrives. And what do we have? We have individual scrolls for each person. You know, they have some beautiful shells dangling from them there's a picture of a tree and they had observed previously these white trees that kind of stood out from the rest Mm -hmm. so they go on a mission and see what they find and they end up finding this box so if it were me and obviously when you're in the game you're i've said it before you're hungry you're cranky like take the scroll with you i would have taken 
because you don't know if it's going to be useful. And I have to imagine running back down to that beach to get it took some energy. But I guess, to be fair, what else do they have to do? But sorry. That's a to really back smart up. point. That's, I mean, that is a really smart point, which I did not think of. But I'm sure I would have brought it, too. Well, Natalie, clearly, with her Ugh. beast strength, just scales that mountain to find that tree. Oh, yeah. She is running up and down that thing like Tarzan. But base, but what and happens I, first is um, Amber is so certain she has it. She finds these numbers on the crates of the little wreck display they have. And I was like, oh, yeah, of course those are it. And then she goes and tries, and it's not it, which makes sense because she's like, oh, these numbers have zeros in them, and there's no zeros in the puzzler, which um, opens it right up for Natalie. And, oh, my God, I thought the most genius thing was not only does Natalie go down to get her little tree male shell necklace, but she smashes the other one so that they can't somehow beat her back up there and use it. I thought that was she genius. She is a genius. Oh, she's so smart. I, I'm watching with my parents, and I my dad doesn't always watch, but I was like, that's our Jersey girl. She's smart. I was like, Michelle is also a Jersey girl. Eh. I wonder what parts of Jersey they're from. I know. I think Michelle's North Jersey. Uh, oh, I love also when she says she's like, I have three fire tokens. So I'm basically the billionaire of extinction. That's oh, pretty yeah, funny. And she, and she said she but she's pretending to be a peasant. Mm-hmm. Oh, Natalie. Gotta love her. I, I mean, I, I just hope that she's not. It is all it's in for this isn't for nothing, right? Because it's like, what what's she gonna do with these fire tokens? Like, is she, I obviously, you know, she can probably get some kind of advantage for whatever game they play to get back in, but sometimes that doesn't matter. So, you know, I don't want her to be like, you know, Marine who was there since day one and then didn't get back in, like, to spend I'm really all that time. I'm really wondering what is going to happen with Edge of Extinction because. Remember, on the actual season, Edge of Extinction, it Rick Devins got back in at one point. So mm-hmm. what? They just had one challenge where one person got back in and then everyone stayed. And then eventually Chris got back in towards the end. Yeah. So I, at least with them, I think they, they always had the option to leave, which they haven't talked about in this season. But I think that's probably because obviously nobody wants to leave. Um, yeah. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if there was a twist if it wasn't just straight up Edge of Extinction rules because there's been a twist to everything in this season so far. Um, yeah, I don't I don't think anyone's leaving. Yeah. So moving off of Edge, or what did I call it last week? Island of Extin- Extinction Island. <laughs> hey, it's not just you. You and Boston Rob. Me and Boston <laughs> Rob. Extinction Island. <laughs> So we go back to DeCall and uh, Tony is reenacting the shark fight because, of, well, he wasn't a fight, but he's, he's reenacting the shark capture. To him it of was. Of course he is. To him it was very real and very scary. It was the shark attack. Oh my God. It was basically Jaws. Wait, can we talk about the picture I sent you and Courtney? Oh, can we please? So, oh my okay. God, this is why I need to build our website so I can be like, check it out in the show notes. I'll share it in our Instagram story, but go yes, ahead. please do. So I had joined a Survivor Facebook group just to, you know, talk to some people, get some ideas. And someone shared a picture of a young Tony. And I will say, 
it's not exactly my type, but he's an undeniably like pretty ripped and good looking in that photo. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I, he's somebody's type. That's for sure. Um, oh yeah, he, rippling he muscles. Had, he had kind of like a Jersey Shore quote gorilla vibe going on. If if you guys recall that show from the been, the late aughts, he's kind of like a Ronnie body with a Vinny face. Oh, love that. Vinny was my favorite. I thought Vinny was the hot. Vinny was my most my type out oh, of all of them. A hundred percent. I liked uh, I liked Vinny the best too. Um, kill real quick, kill Mary Kiss, Ronnie, uh, Vinny, or what was the Mike? What was his name? The situation. The, the situation, yeah. Oh God, I would marry Vinny a hundred percent because if you have to spend every day with someone, I mean, it's gonna be Vinny. Sure. Um, Vinny seems like a normal kind of person that I could hang out with. I love Vinny. I guess I I don't know about the other two. It's kind of like flip a coin for me. Yeah. It's, you're, I'm you're actually probably... like I'm not attracted to either and you know I can't personally comment on their prowess so I'm like yeah. flip a coin. I, what I'm weighing most is like who is less likely to give me a disease and I think it's pretty even between the two. Oh, actually, didn't Ron- Ronnie had some kind of like domestic? The situation got in trouble for ta- something with his right. taxes, right? So, Which is like, but that's, that's fine. scary. That I'm pretty sure Ronnie had some kind of domestic abuse type situation. So I'm gonna say kiss the situation. That's fair. I support that. I think I would second that. Um, but yeah, Tony was. If if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, check out our Instagram. Or just Google like a young Tony from Survivor, and you'll yeah. find Tony, you'll find what you need. Is to it Vlachos? V L A C H O S. I I actually Googled it earlier to see because you know when someone posts something on Facebook and you don't know the legitimacy of it. So I was like, what if this isn't actually Tony that I just sent to my friends? I need to vet that information. So I Googled young Tony Vlachos, and I was rewarded with additional pictures. I really appreciate that you were doing your due diligence like that. Yeah. Good looking dude. He really is. And honestly, he is the comedic relief of this season. He is the breath of fresh air that we needed, especially this episode where I was literally pacing around my living room. Oh, absolutely. Um, so after he reenacts his shark fight, a fight is in quotation marks if you, you guys can't see me right now. But so then Sarah is rifling through her little survivor messenger bag and she finds a little something. And it's the advantage that Natalie won using that puzzle shell tree mail necklace. And uh, I guess she decided to see if Sarah wanted to buy it. Now, what do you think of that decision? Because Natalie was saying after she found it, she was considering who she was going to give it to. And I guess, now, did she, could she have given it to anyone? It didn't matter, right? Which tribe? I don't know. It's, it's, it's very unclear. Yeah, like Because no rules. one had won yet. So there hadn't been an immunity challenge. So it didn't, there was no winning tribe or losing tribe. 
So I think I'm kind of surprised she didn't give it to Jeremy, but then maybe she might have been considering that Jeremy could have spent because no one knows what the fire tokens can do. So if you're on edge of extinction or extinction Island, either, or you don't know what's going on back at camp. So maybe Natalie knew that she had already given Jeremy an advantage. So maybe he wouldn't have another token left. We also don't know some of the rules. So if, if you try to sell the advantage to somebody and they say no, they pass on it. Do you get to try and sell it to somebody else? Or is it a one and done kind of shot? Because I don't think so. Yeah, but then to your point, like, why wouldn't she have tried selling it to Jeremy first? Unless she already was just like, oh, he already spent his token. Yeah, I mean, she knew that she had given him an extra token, but maybe... And also, too, maybe she didn't want to put him out. What if... Because I'm pretty sure you can pull the tokens. So what if she didn't want Jeremy to look suspicious if he already had spent his token on something that no one knew about? Yeah, the one point. everyone knows he started with. That's a good point. I mean, I think Sarah is a trustworthy person. I think she's someone that I could see Natalie aligning with later. So, Oh, absolutely. I, They're two I, I strong women. Two strong yeah. women. A cop uh, and a CrossFit beast. So, speaking of cops, Sarah chooses oh. to tell... Tony about her advantage and it's hilarious. I saw um Survivor Reddit on Twitter retweeted the funniest or they didn't they I, they tweeted it and then I retweeted it. But it was so funny. It was like uh a conversation between like a fictional conversation between Sarah and the producers and she's like, "Can I tell somebody about my advantage?" and the producers are like, "No." And then she's like, "What if it's Tony?" and they're like, Okay, yeah, because it's so funny. It's such good TV. I love it. And I I love that we're seeing that alliance because we saw that one conversation last week, but we haven't seen much else. And I love that we actually get to see them working together and having fun together. And you really can see their friendship, which might get them in trouble, but I'm still here for it. It was adorable. I'm really loving the Cops Are Us reunion. And uh Laura, please please tell us what what does Tony do in order to help his buddy, his his partner, his cop partner Sarah to prepare for her mission. Actually, we need to discuss first what her mission was. Her mission so, was to sneak out of her camp without anybody noticing and then sneak into the other tribe's camp and then go into the top of their torches and retrieve the advantage which i have some questions like how do people not hear the boat how do you not hear the boat coming that was my exact question because well i guess i guess we'll get to that in a minute but basically she needs to sneak onto their camp but she arrives by boat yeah so here's the thing this is so i said before that my one advantage going into playing survivor is the fact that i can eat very bland food like rice but my other advantage i think is i am a very very light sleeper i have to sleep with earplugs every single night because my husband snores and i am assuming you can't bring earplugs onto the island so i think that 
nobody is sneaking into my camp in the middle of the night without me knowing about it. Maybe you could shove some breadfruit in your ear. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to do what I have to do. So, um, wait. I mean, speaking of you being a light sleeper, do you remember the time that we spent together when we went to our friend Amy's wedding in the Virgin Islands? I will never forget. I will never forget those well, were the days. So we were staying in an Airbnb situation, and our friends Courtney and Christy, they shared the bedroom, and you and I were supposed to sleep on, like, a pull-out couch together. Yes. And personally, I hate I don't think I can ever get married because I really do not like sleeping next to another human being. Well, so the weird, so the initial plan I think was because the bedroom was a king bed and all three of you were like, we can sleep on this. It's fine. And I was skeptic and I was like, I don't know about that guys. And I'm pretty sure we had requested that the Airbnb person also give us like a cot of some sort. And the cot was not there. And come to find out, that yes, the Airbnb was air conditioned, but it was just one unit and it was in the bedroom. So then what happened was you and me ended up in the living room and I think I slept on the couch. I don't know that it pulled out. Maybe it did, but no, it was, it was a pull out couch, but it was little, it was very little. You also were very nice and you like, even though I, I don't think you were into it, you offered to let me share the bed, but there's a recliner. Oh, I I slept on that recliner all three nights. We need to mention it. The air conditioning was very, very poor. Yeah, it was. The, our, the, it wasn't good. Yeah, so the bedroom got it, but the living room was, where we were sleeping. And it was in the, the the Caribbean, so it was very, very hot. And, and it was July. I think at one point, so at one point, it was very late. We were tired, but we were like, well, it's so hot in here. So we went out, we had a little pool, which was really nice. And we just kind of like stuck our legs in the pool. But then do you remember this part? Then we saw some kind of creature. I don't know who it was. It was a snake. We saw a snake. It was a snake. Literally, it like slithered on us. Like against our backs. I've honestly like blocked that part out of my memory. You're forgetting the most important mention. Our, well, our we're working up to it. So then, um, so, so then, because we saw the snake by the pool, we were like, this is not a sustainable method of cooling ourselves down. So we went back inside. And then I don't even know how we thought to look in the freezer, but we did. I think we probably just like opened it like to cool ourselves down. And then we found two ice packs in them like these like they're pretty small like the size of like the kind of ice pack you put in your lunchbox and I took one and you took one and we just like put them on our bodies for the whole night and we named them icy and freezy (laughs) I'll never forget they they were some of the best (laughs) friends I met in the U.S. Virgin Islands. <laughs> the, and we met some we met some good people. Uh, what was his name that we were obsessed with? From the boat. Why can't Austin. I think of his name? Austin. Yeah, Austin. yeah. In my uh, mind, it's Austin like... Austin from the Bad Kitty Catamaran. <laughs> Sponsored. <laughs> yeah. This oh my podcast God, Bad is brought Kitty to you by Bad Kitty. Um, if you're in the Virgin Islands, check them out. It was a great time. Real hot first what what I don't know what is what what was his title like a boat a boat hand like 
I did. I didn't know he had a title. I thought he was just like resident hottie on the boat <laughs> on our cruise cruise. He was some kind of skipper, I think. Um, and he, he was a, good, he was a good-looking guy. He was like he was a good-looking guy. Um, Austin, icy, freezy. They're my they're my top three. They're my final three. They're who I want to go to the end of the game. I would vote for. I think Freezy was mine, so I would vote for Freezy. That's kind of you. I like that, like, Icy and Freezy have an alliance, and then Austin's, like, the Ben, if you will. Yeah, oh, he's wait. a agent. How and also, we, get... we we need to say, though, our friend Amy, who is currently living in the U.S. Virgin Islands right now, we were talking about breadfruit, and she confirms that breadfruit is occurring down there in the Virgin Islands, and she has tasted it, and I'm jealous. And we asked her to smuggle it on a plane. She said it's nasty, though. It's okay. I'm sure. Honestly, if you were starving on an island, it would be delicious. Um, I don't know how much you've perused our Twitter feed in the last few days, but after last week's episode, somebody made an account called Breadfruit, and whoever Breadfruit is is hilarious. Well, I see like I see a lot of the players are like retweeting or tweeting breadfruit yeah breadfruit i i i don't know i don't know how to tweet really well we're gonna go over it it'll be fine we're we're having our social media training at brunch next weekend i'm looking forward to that yeah stay tuned guys the content is going to explode oh so long story short Oh yeah, where where were we? This all started because I said that I'm a light sleeper, and that that led us to discuss one of the last times that we uh, had a sleepover. Um, so before Sarah even sets off on her journey into their camp, she asks Tony for help, and he puts coconut ashes on her forehead, which like again an adorable moment, but like it's pitch black. But you know what? I'm no cop. Like Yeah, I mean, I don't think anyone's going to see anything. Yeah. But a cute moment nonetheless. Um she gets in there and uh somebody's up. Ethan is tending the fire because he's a sweetheart. Uh so Sarah she's like kind of crawling around. He finally goes back to bed and then Wait, she... did you see there was a spider on someone's face that was a girl? I think it was Parvati. Oh my god, no. Yeah, I mean, at least she was sleeping, and so she didn't know, but damn. Oh, God, I would hate that. So, so Ethan finally, he finally goes down, and Sarah's crawling around trying to find the advantage. She actually has some trouble. Like, she checks a couple torches, and she can't find it. At one point, Ben wakes up, um, and she starts to panic, but she gets it. She gets it. She gets out. Honestly, I feel like the last time they did this, it was fine. Like, there, no one's failed at sneaking in yet, you know? You pretty much just summarized my exact notes. Uh, I, I flipped the page. My notes say, I am terrified. Ben wakes up? Sarah gets it. <laughs> I mean, it was pretty straightforward. Like, I don't I, know. I was, I was so anxious. I, I was pacing the room. I know it was it was nerve wracking, but honestly, like I think because if I woke up and I heard noises, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm on a beach. It's a jungle like it's probably one of those little critters. But I mean, good for Sarah. So she has that advantage. Um, It's a steal of vote. Is that right? It's a steal of vote. 
Yeah, it's a still a vote, and she did mention she successfully played right on um, Survivor Game Changers when she won previously. Right. I lo- I love that. I love that a uh, little full circle story. But then we get to the challenge, and it is straight out of um. American Ninja Warrior. I don't watch that show, but that's what it reminded me of. From oh, my God. It was insane. Yeah, the platforms, they're kind of like across from each other and they're slanted and people have to jump back and forth. Um, there's a lot of components. So that's the first part. And what was interesting was that if you fall off, you had to go back and start again. And then once you got there, you had to dig through a Yeah, sandpit. well, my first, my first note was Wendell is flying. And then... Right after Jeff goes, Nick is flying now. Oh, like where was Nick? There was zero Nick airtime, and I was pissed. Yeah, there was very, very little Nick. Um, but you know what? At least he's safe. You know who took the longest on Blue was Michelle. Just saying. Um, Literally in quotes, I wrote down, "Waiting on Michelle." <laughs> But so Dakala gets their ladder out first, which they had to dig out of sand. Um, and the the most sweetest twist of irony, <laughs> basically one person from each team has to scurry up this ladder and get, I don't remember what they're getting. They're getting something from the ladder that they need for the next part of the challenge. And Tony is the one who goes up the ladder, which was just adorable. Yeah, I, I wrote in my notes, T- Tony knows about ladders. So... So then they use the ladder to go over one wall and like that's pretty simple. Um, and then they have and then like Red at this point is really cruising. Um, they have to throw a thing to get over the other thing. Um, Wendell does it pretty easily, but then Rob is the one doing it. It's like they're throwing a. It's so hard to describe. They're throwing a ball into this other. Like a, they're tossing a rope into this thing. Do you? And how would you describe like- that? Okay, so imagine you're standing on the ground and there is something raised above you and there is like a Y-shaped slingshot kind of looking thing and you have a ball on the end of a rope and you need to throw that ball and latch it into this Y-shaped thing in order to pull yourself up this slanted wall. Yeah, you did a lot better than me. That was a good description. I, you know, what I, I can't believe I even remembered it because I was so anxious. So Rob does not do a good job and they, they put Ben in for him and he does it. He does good. And then they have to do this sort of like human ben wall situation. I, my notes literally said, my, my, my notes say blue sucks, Rob, yeah. Ben, <laughs> but I then ben, well, ben ultimately does succeed. Yeah, because then they have to do basically like this human wall. They can't use the ladder. They just have to get over another wall with their bodies. And um, Jeremy and Ben sacrifice their bodies getting people over this wall. And then at the very end, because obviously when you do this kind of thing, one person has to be left. And Ben literally just does like one of those like running, like where he runs onto the wall and catapults himself over it. And... I I'm like I I see you Ben I see you side note I knew he I, could, I knew he could do it oh I love your faith in him side note I noticed when they were so remember how on Ben's season they had to blur out one of his tattoos and yes. that tattoo is because the tattoo is a John Deere tractor 
I think he either got that removed or they're putting cover up on it because there was I was looking for it I was looking for the blur and I didn't see it and I noticed on one of his biceps which is where the tattoo was there was just like a big chunk of skin interesting yeah keep an eye out I was distracted by the biceps I'm sure you know how I feel about Ben (laughs) Big strong man. Keep your eyes out next time. And if anyone who's listening has noticed, let me know because I'm I'm very curious if I'm right about this. But I that some something's up. I digress. So Ben sacrifices body, gets over the wall, and then we are on to the puzzle. And it's a tree. It's a cute little tree. And um, on the blue team we have Rob and Michelle doing the puzzle. Michelle, the the beauty from her season, is the brains of the operation. And you know what? <laughs> she she doesn't do she doesn't do too shabby. She doesn't because at this point, Red, um, who they have Sophie and Sarah working on it, and they've been at it for a while, and Blue catches up pretty quickly, and we are neck and neck for the entire puzzle. And that's when I was on the edge of my seat because that was crazy and then the the nuttiest part oh and also I do want to note that Wendell was being very supportive and helpful from the sidelines mm. I thought he was really he was helped why did they just put him in maybe because he was the one that went up that did the toss but um what happened was Red was about to win and then when Sarah goes to put in the last piece a couple of other pieces fall and they have to quickly scramble to put it back in and they did and it was fine but I mean holy shit Really, it ended up being that Red won by one because of Sarah knocking it out. And so, it was. I mean, it was really neck and neck. It's really funny because I didn't watch the other episodes with my mom like I normally do just because she had to work late and stuff. And I was, you know, vigorously taking my notes. Yeah. But it was just so funny. We were watching uh, the Blue Tribe was losing and my mom was like, oh, shit. And I was like, what? I was like, who are you rooting for? And she was like, I love Boston Rob. And I, it's just like funny. I feel like my mom is definitely old school. You know what I mean? Like she, she roots for those old school players. She was so like anxious. And I didn't um, know. I was like, who are you even rooting for? Boston Rob. Well, long story short. So blue loses by one piece. And mm-hmm. my mom goes, well, Michelle screwed him. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, how? And he was, she was like, well, well, didn't you hear she was being slow during the first part? And I was like, well, I, actually, mom, she kind of like did really well in the, the puzzle. I don't really think it was her fault. And she was like, Ugh. and I was like, all right, okay, I get it. You love Boston Rob. Calm down. My, my question is, Rob totally screwed up on the last puzzle. So why is he doing a puzzle again? That, I... I really don't understand. I mean, I guess I'm trying to think who else is on the tribe and like their puzzle skills. So maybe maybe he is better than the rest of them. I would think Adam went to Stanford. I'm pretty sure he's good at puzzles. Yeah. Denise, perhaps. I don't know. Denise is really smart. Why isn't she doing the puzzle? Right. Yep. And once again, we go back to the beach and uh, morale is low AF and no one, no one brings up Boston Rob's name. Not a once. Um, 
the first people to start talking is uh, Jeremy, Ben, uh, Denise joins them, and then they start talking about Parv. At that point is when I noticed Ben's tattoo, by the way. Um, but everything so far is going kind of according to plan that we saw in the beginning of the episode, but then Adam goes and talks to Rob, and I'm just like, oh my god, this is gonna be a disaster. Like, this cannot end well. Like, Adam, you are gone. Bye-bye. Rob I like how does- he even says, Adam even says, after he talks to Rob, he goes, you can't go against the Godfather. And I'm like, yeah, that that is a good point. You can't put yourself out there and go against Rob, but you could secretly go against him. Right. Why not just do it in secret? And why are you believing him that he would be on board with getting rid of Parvati? He tries to play it. Like, you know, she's going to go for you eventually. I'm trying to help you. And Rob, I thought did a really good job acting and being like, yeah, thanks for having my back. But then immediately goes to Parv because of course, like of course he's going to. He well, he's goes even to like Parv, do, he, calls her. He, yeah, and well, Rob is like, oh, like did you not watch my seasons? I know you've seen every season of Survivor. Did you really think I was going to go for this? Um, I need to right. quickly interject. I had a really hilarious conversation with my parents <laughs> during this time when they keep bringing up Parvati's name. So my dad, my mom is like. Oh, so they're going to vote for uh, Parv. Um, and I, I was like, Parvity. I was like, her. Okay, I was like, I understand that she is Caucasian. I was like, but her parents, I'm pretty sure she was raised on some kind of like hippie commune and was named after like a Hindu goddess or something. And my dad was like, oh, were they poor? And I, I was like, what are you talking about? He was like, why would they name her Poverty? Oh, and my God. Like, no, Dad. I was like, it's an Indian name. Parvati. Oh, it was just oh, it was Jim. just really funny. The name is on the screen. Uh, my, so My dad watches TV with base. Basically, he listens and, like, has his eyes oh. half closed the whole time. When A you were saying no parasite. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he was very engaged with when he was watching Parasite. Well, it's funny. You're like, no one brings up Rob's name, and I'm like, you know who did? My dad. Yeah. My dad's like, why wouldn't you just get rid of Boston Rob? Just get him. I I know, Dad. I agree. So you have... sorry. Go ahead. Because imagine sending Rob there and him coming back, and you're the one that voted him out. Yeah, I mean, that would be scary, but I don't know. you got to try. They don't. They don't. And then, so, Rob goes to Michelle and Jeremy, and he's like, I know what the plan is. Adam told us. And then they they go, and they tell Denise and Ben, and then they're all pissed. Someone very briefly is like, oh, well, we could just flip it on both of them and vote out Ethan, but... Pretty quickly, the conversation just turns to Adam. Like, Adam is a snake. We can't trust him. He is playing yep. both sides. Um, I thought Michelle and Jeremy were, were kind of, yeah, like, masterminding Even though Adam is supposed thing. to be part of... Yeah, Michelle is telling everyone Adam, even though I thought they were aligned. <laughs> I also wrote in my notes, Michelle gets airtime somehow. <laughs> she, she does. She's in there. Yeah. Uh, so then, I mean, we get the tribal, and... 
like, I was honestly so convinced that Adam was going home. I was wondering, I was like, is Denise going to use the idol to save her jungle boy? Like, I agree. Wait. I, 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 I was curious. I just need to interject. You you missed the best quote of the night. Is it? It's kind of like dating the people who make me feel before giddy. That's tribal. what I want to roll with. Did oh, you not, before tribal. Before tribal. People no. didn't. People don't think I deserved my win, Michelle. <laughs> so at least she's self-aware. I was like dying. I was. I will say Michelle like did put in some work this episode. I. I feel bad for, you know, crapping on her some of this time. She she really was, you know, playing the game, but I was just dying when she just straight up said, you know, people think I don't deserve my win. <laughs> At least she knows. Self-awareness is a very important characteristic that a person can have. Um, but I, I did I did kind of snicker during Tribal when she then said, um, she said, it's kind of like dating. I, I, um... The people who make me feel giddy, that's who I'm going to roll with. And I was just like, oh, God, Michelle, like, I don't know. But, I mean, then, you know, Ben starts talking. He brings up the bunkers. That's the opposite of what you should do. If you feel giddy with someone, run far, far, far away. So, I mean, like, there wasn't a ton. Like, Compared to last week when everybody emptied out their their all their messenger bags at Tribal, there wasn't a ton to get into here. Should we get to the vote? Um, we is will. I will say one thing Ben says is alliances are new to me. Which is funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like on his, he literally that like probably lasted five tribals by himself. Wherever it was gunning for him. Everyone hated his guts. Whatever, but <laughs> I enjoy Ben. I think he's. I think he's but a very genuine guy. Alliances are new to me. Yeah, he seems sweet. Okay, yeah. So the votes. So I'm pretty sure it went Parv, Adam, 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 and then just just say the name. Who went home? Who got Ethan. four votes? Ethan and his glorious mustard yellow pants. This is how I wrote it down in my notes. I wrote Parv, Adam, 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 Ethan, Ethan. No, no, no. Ethan, Ethan. <laughs> Ethan went home, you guys. Ethan went. Well, he didn't go home. He went to Edge of Extinction. Yeah. He still has a exactly. shot. He did so go to I Edge think of Extinction. They haven't been showing who voted for who I think it's because they want to show the person showing up on edge of extinction during that little time slot but here's how it had to have worked out if I'm if I'm doing the math correctly Adam voted for Parvati um Ethan Rob and Parvati voted for Adam and then Denise Michelle Jeremy and Ben voted for Ethan which honestly I have to say I'm so upset about it but because I, I was, part of me was like, well, why didn't they just go for Parvati? But here's what I think is smart about this move is their whole goal is to weaken Boston Rob. However, I, I do question, like, if you want to weaken Boston Rob so bad, why don't you just vote him out? I don't understand. I digress. I know. But if for whatever reason that's not an option because you're under his voodoo, it's honestly so perplexing that at this point I'm like, 
are the producers being like, oh, by the way, you can't vote for Boston Rob. Like, is he contracted? Like, do, does he have that in his contract that he has to make the merge? I digress. But if voting I out think... Boston... Oh, go ahead. Right? No, 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 no. Let's, let's discuss. Well, I was going to say, the only th- rationale I can think about keeping Rob around is the season that Rob won, I've said this before, it was a lot of new players. It was like he was one of two returning players with all new players that idolized him. These are all winners. So really, if Rob gets to the end, I feel like a lot of these people don't want to see him win. But in Ethan, if you're sitting next to Ethan at the final tribal People might vote for Ethan because he's so likable, but Rob, you know, he's a villain. He is. I mean, he's he's cunning. He, he's not a bad person, but he, you know, in the game is kind of a villain. So maybe it's better just to keep him around like a shield kind of because, you know, yeah, everyone but... wants to see him go. But Ethan could skate by. Ethan could skate by to the end because he's so nice. Trust maybe, me, ask my but... mom. My mom no. groaned in actual distress and I was like what and she was like why would they vote Ethan he's so nice and I'm like exactly mom he's so nice he would kick all their asses if he made it to the end yeah I don't know though because I feel like if Boss and Rob and Ethan make it to the end like this is a group of people that's gonna honor big moves and cunning and like they're not gonna care if you're nice I mean maybe but Maybe we'll find out. But I think the reason that they went for Ethan over poverty is because they're thinking, like, you know, if old school is weakened, right, if we just have Rob and poverty, like, they're going to turn on each other in a heartbeat, right? Like, they're going to okay. they're gonna have to. But if it was Rob and Ethan, Ethan's going to stay loyal. So. That is true, I think- yeah, because poverty's no dummy. I mean if she knows that her and Rob are on the chopping block that they all voted for old school, she, she's going to make her own case and throw him under the bus. Right. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how I, I I don't know how to feel. Like I've had some time to process my emotions compared to when we first started recording, but it's still sad. And Keep in mind, I didn't watch Ethan's first season. So I've literally known him for three weeks. And in those three weeks, he's found a place inside my heart. He really has. It's it's those mustard pants. Those pants. That hat. I mean, I know you hate that. If he was wearing some, like, you know, orange pants, would that affect you as much? Or... Some yeah. chartreuse pants. No, it, it's it's because mustard has a place in your heart. No, just I'm just kidding. Ethan is very cute, and he's a really nice person. Yeah. How do you how do you feel about who Ethan gave his fire token to? He gave it to Parvati. Which, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. I think it just shows how loyal he is, right? Like, who else would he give it to if not if not Parvati? Probably Rob. Um. I don't know. I kind of would have liked to see him like spread his wings more and maybe like befriend at least one new person, like a Denise, for instance. I really thought they would have been good together. Yeah. Um, but 
Yeah, I think Parvati with two fire tokens is dangerous as hell, though, I will say. Especially now that Ethan is on edge. Um, by the way, first male to get voted out. Oh, with wait. Ethan. My, my, my notes. I, I'm watching this with my parents, and my parents lean a little more towards the right. And my mom was still grieving the loss of Ethan. And I said, well, finally a man got voted out. And I was like, wait, you guys don't care about feminism. (laughs) (laughs) They they literally just, they just didn't react. And I'm like, not because they're like very like, it's not because they're anti-feminist. They just don't listen to anything I say. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, that's it. Like, I can talk to my parents, like, my mom would be sitting there, I'd be like, Mom, 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 Mom. And I'm still trying, she'll go, What? And I'm like, I've, I've been talking to you for two minutes. They're kind of just like wrapped up in their own shit. They just, you know, or maybe, you know, they're 60 something years old now. Maybe they just lost their hearing, but. Well, you know what, Ashley? You have 51 people who want to listen to what you have to say. That is very true, and I'm very grateful for that. Very grateful, very humbled. Uh, so, I mean, I don't, like, I, I, aside from just having a, I don't know, like, a 20-minute moment of silence in, for Ethan and his pants, like, I don't know that I have that much else to say about it. Like, it's a bummer. He was a nice guy. I still think if you're going to make a big move, make the big move against Parvati or Boston Rob while you have the chance, because you know what? I think this merge... Either a merge or a swap is going to happen sooner rather than later. They're going to drop their buffs, which, by the way, just need to interject. I'm really excited about our finale party that we're planning. And Mm -hmm. I haven't haven't concocted the recipe yet, but there's definitely going to be a drink called the Drop Your Buffs. It's going to be great. Oh, isn't there like some kind of shot or some kind of drink, like an egg drop or something? Did I make that up? Is that not a no. thing? No. There is a drink that a gin fizz has egg in it. But there's nothing called like an egg drop because there's egg drop soup if you like go. Oh, to the I Chinese guess that's restaurant. what I'm thinking of. I mean, egg drop soup is delicious, but I don't want to drink it. No, we don't want that. Well, let me tell you about the you know, signature cocktail I'm drinking tonight. This was your idea. This is madness. I shouldn't be having a beverage right now, but in the spirit of a survivor, I decided to make myself on your suggestion. I have to give you all the credit for making up this name. The Moscow Yule. Yum. It's basically just a Moscow Mule, but Maybe for the party, we'll, like, add some kind of tropical flair to it. Instead of, like, just lime, maybe we can add some passion fruit juice or something. I don't know. That sounds delicious. Oh, yeah. It is pretty good. So, should we should we get into some other parts of the show? Absolutely. You go for it. Um, I, I, I do want to say, I didn't really note too many fashion moments tonight because at this point we've kind of seen everything i i noted that i liked the sweater ethan wore to tribal although you know it was a little bit overshadowed by his departure 
Um, I had a moment. Ooh, what is it? Okay, when Natalie is, like, scaling that big-ass hill in her little black shorts with rainbows on them, first off, her body is fierce. And then I I love her rainbow vibe. I said this last week, like, rainbows on the top of the socks. I feel like she had, like, a rainbow, like, bikini top the last time. And I feel like now I noticed the shorts. I just love her, her sunny, positive vibes. I need to say, I feel like, Natalie, when you were talking about Ethan's edit last time, like, a winner vibe, which is still possible since he's going to Edge of Extinction, I feel like Natalie's getting a really good edit, too. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely she is. Yeah, she really is. I mean, she's also just doing great. I think she's very in the game. Yeah. mm -hmm. So, I mean, I'm hoping I'm... At this point, even though she's not in the game anymore, I feel like Natalie's my number one. You know, and here's the thing. If she gets back in the game and there's a merge that's happened and Jeremy is still there, like, she is in a good place to kind of reintegrate. On Edge of Extinction, I mean, I know there's only four people. She's 100% my number one there, but, I mean, she's definitely in my top. I really really think she can do it. You love Natalie. Mm -hmm. Do you love Natalie more than you love Nick? Kind of. Ooh, that is a hot take. You guys, you heard it here first. I I love Nick, but I really, really, really love Natalie. That might bring us to um, our next part of the show, which is the Idle Chatter Immunity Challenge. And do you want to tell them what we're playing this week, Ashley? Oh, okay. We're going to play a little game of Would You Rather. A classic. Yeah, I'd like for you to pose the first one to me. Okay, mine are pretty simple. Um, okay, the first the first question is, and this is a, a callback to one specific incident that happened a couple seasons ago. I forget who it was to, but this really disgusted me. Okay, so would you rather lose, um, on Survivor, would you rather lose three toenails or have a bug stuck in your ear? Do you remember that? Oh, toenails. Toenails, 100%. Wait, who lost the toenails and who had the bug? Well, everyone loses toenails, but somebody had a bug stuck in their ear, and they're like, I can hear it buzzing around. It was a, it was kind oh. of a recent season. Oh, my God. No, I I completely remember that. It was, yeah, it was very recent. Oh, it my God. It really disgusted okay. me. Wait, can I tell you, that actually did not happen to me, thank fucking Lord, but I used to have a pool growing up, and when we were in, like, eighth or ninth grade one of my friends that was staying over we went swimming and she had to have her dad pick her up in the middle of the night it was like oh a beetle God. in her fucking yeah it, it was kate Scrata. i don't think she would care if i say her name this isn't like an embarrassing story this wasn't this wasn't her fault it's not oh yeah my friend you know got drunk and did something dumb in high school no she just went swimming innocently and got a bug in her fucking ear and I remember she, like, woke me up and was, she was like, my ear hurts, my ear hurts. And, like, uh, honestly, we probably had been drinking a little bit. And I was like, do you want a Q-tip? And she put the Q-tip in her ear and fucking blood was on it. Oh, my God. So you would rather. So the person, by the way, who and was dad, talking to you. took her to the hospital. There was a beetle in her fucking ear. Ew. So that, like, that will stay with me forever. I would literally rip off all of my own toenails oh my before I let a bug anywhere near me. Jesus. I'd, 
I would have to agree. Um, by the way, the person who this happened to was Jennifer Lanzetti. Um, I don't remember her except for this one incident, but it sounded awful. It was a worm what? that had crawled inside her ear. Was that a Brains Brawn Beauty season? Was that Michelle's season? It might have been. It was like 2016. I don't know. Oh yeah, it was. was it yeah, Cow, brains. Cow yeah, it was brains. Yes, it was brains, brawn, and beauty. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. Well, I will say I literally just finished watching um, Survivor Second Chances, where Jeremy won, and then Hulu started playing this season right before I started watching this week's episode. So I, I feel like I saw her and I was like, something bad happened to her. She was on the brawn. She mm-hmm. took that. I, I feel like she took that pretty well. I I would lose my shit. Yeah. All right. What's your What's your question? Okay. Would you rather? I'm gonna give you three. Would you okay. rather eat blue, which is the duck embryo egg thing? Mm-hmm. One of those mystery Survivor smoothies that Jeff makes, where he's like you spin the wheel and it's like, here's some slug guts. Here's some sea cucumber. Here's this. And it's like a blended smoothie of like disgusting sea creatures or a, a big grub, like a, a huge, like imagine you're in the lion King and are eating all those grubs. And it's like, I can't believe I'm saying this, but my first instinct is to go with the duck embryo. And here's why. First of all, I think about this a lot because I think if I were on Survivor, the food challenge is one of the only ones that I had a chance of winning, which I know sounds insane because if you know me, I, I'm, a, I'm kind of a picky eater. So I know that's hard to believe, but I will say the food thing is one of those that you don't need to be physically strong to win that, right? Like, I'm not going to be winning, like, the immunity challenges that are, like, carry this water on your back and climb up a ladder and do this. Like, I'm just not, I'm not going to win that. But as we remember, John Cochran won his his first immunity challenge, I believe, was the food eating contest. Because it's all about just, like, your will and your determination. You just have to do it. It's still going to be disgusting. But the reason I picked the, what is it called? The blue. Yes, blue. Okay, because I think the smoothie sounds good in theory. Like, it sounds easiest. But I think when you have to eat something, you can just kind of, like, chew, chew, chew down the hatch. Whereas a smoothie, you have to chug that. And then what was the third one? The slug? That just sounds disgusting. A grub. I, I don't. A grub, yeah. which Ugh. is blo- grosser. And they're always, blood. they're huge. The ones they pick for them are huge. So Ugh. I think if I, if I think the, the blue is the, the lesser of three evils. That's a great question. I think I think I'm gonna have to agree because I don't know. I feel like the smoothie would kind of remind me like first off, it looks like it's the consistency of vomit. It's disgusting. And you have to remember it's always ingredients from the sea. Like I'm pretty sure sea slug guts is one of the ingredients. And, like, just other nasty things from the ocean. And you have to remember, it's hot as shit wherever they are. Like, it is, like, 100 degrees, and these sea slug guts are just, like, fermenting in the fucking air. It's disgusting. So I I don't think I could do that. And, like, I think just, like, anxiety from, like, I mean, I'm 
I'm about to be 32. I can't take shots like I used to, you know, when mm-hmm. I was 21 or whenever. I could never. Actually, it's just like a mental game. So I think when it comes to chugging a liquid, I can't do it. Mm-mm. I will say the blue, I would just be afraid there would be, there's actually feathers in it sometimes. I know, like, that part is disgusting. I think that I might go with the grub. The thing about the grub is it's still alive, which is gross. So I oh. think I would do what I could to rip its head off and kill it and swallow it whole the best I could. Not whole, but like rip its head off and then like take a bite and just swallow it. Take another bite and swallow it. Take another bite and swallow Actually, it. Actually, you have I, to I, stop saying swallow it. Oh my God. I feel wait, like there's so many that's what she said jokes. I know. I know. Just, just hang on. It's just swallow it. Just swallow it. Okay, so my next question. (laughs) Okay. Would you rather... This one, I feel like, might be straightforward, but I'll explain the psychology behind it after you you answer. Would you rather be voted out first or make it to the end but not win? And here's the thing. It's like... Being voted out first obviously would suck, but, like, to make it to the end and having gone through all of that and then be like, well, shoot, like, I didn't win. I could have just left on day one and been eating hamburgers at Ponderosa. What do you think? Okay, well, first off, Ponderosa sounds fun as shit. I know. I definitely would love to go there. However, I think that if you're a true fan of the game, it's almost better to make it to the end because you might be invited back. True. That's a good point. Like, you don't want to be that person that, like... And also, I am I mean, I'm pretty sure that if you're on Survivor, you Ponderosa for the 39 days, so your friends and family don't know who won, right? Right, right. Like, you're held captive there. So it's kind of like if you're going to sacrifice... You know, maybe, like, you might quit your job or you have to take this time mm-hmm. off of work or something. You may as well like, go I mean, it. you might as well get invited back or, like, be known. Make something of yourself. So, um, uh, honestly, though, I'm so lazy and, like, imagining, like, wasting away on an island for 39 days. Yeah, I... I'm like, I'm like, oh, some cocktails at Ponderosa sound sound pretty good right now. Sounds delightful. All right, what else do you got? Um, let's see. Uh, okay. I think you're gonna have to you're gonna have to Google these people maybe. One, okay. I think you're going to know who I'm talking about, but one, you might not. I'm ready to Google. Okay. Would you rather, after they get kicked off, have to go to sleep and wear Phillips red tidy whities I know. I know Phillips red tidy whities For the night? Or would you rather have to wear Dan from uh, white collar, no collar, blue collars, uh, loincloth? Um, 
both of those options sound disgusting. I think... I think I'm going to have to go with the loincloth just because, like... Less contact with his genitals. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like, the tidy white, the, the red tidy whities are, like, all up there. I was know? thinking, though, that, like, they would, like, hang so low <laughs> on you that they wouldn't touch anything. Oh it might God. be more comfortable, but... That is such a good question. Yeah, I, I'm sticking with the loincloth. Plus, then you're going to get a little bit of a breeze, maybe. A little bit of a breeze. Yeah. I, I'm still kind of torn. I don't want to put on either, but. Yeah. I mean, ideally, these situations will never happen. Maybe Halloween. <laughs> okay, Halloween. I call the tidy whities oh. well, I, I want the loincloth. I'm good with it. Um. My last question, kind of a tie-in to your first question, would you rather do the food, the disgusting food challenge, or would you rather do the challenge where you have to stand on a pole for, like, hours on end with, like, just your feet and then eventually take one foot off? Do you know what I'm talking about, the endurance oh, one? wait. Which would you rather? It's, it's funny you mention that because in Survivor Second Chances that I just watched, are you talking about the one where there is, like, a pyramid shaped thing in the water and you're like starting on a low one and then you go up and then you go up and then you're on the top with two feet. Then you're on the top. Exactly. Okay. I have the shittiest balance in the entire world. I can't even do one of those challenges. This isn't even about balance. It's just about strength and just endurance and mental focus. I couldn't do one of those challenges where you hold a stick. I couldn't do one of those challenges where you hold your arm up connected to a bucket of water. I cannot do that. My mind would go crazy. I would lose in a second. I would rather drink all of the slug guts. Oh, I'm totally going for the endurance challenge if I have a choice. Because I think I think I have a decent shot of that one. I do some yoga here and there once a year. I, I could never because I... Okay, some of those challenges, it's like standing there for one and a half hours. And I'm like, what the fuck does your mind go to in one and a half hours while your arm is about to fall off? Yeah, I don't know. Do you remember the one when Christian just started talking? Do you remember that guy, oh, Christian, the nerd? Oh. And he was like, oh, if I can stand here, I'm just going to start talking and talking. Oh, my and God. Like trying to wear them down. That was amazing. That was really funny. I hope he comes back in like a fans versus favorites kind of thing. Oh, I bet he will be back. I loved him. He was sweet. Um, so do you have do you have one final question? Okay. Would you rather have some kind of injury where you twist your ankle or dislocate your arm? Or would you rather have some kind of skin ailment? Have you seen... Okay, for example, Cochrane's feet were so sunburned. Yeah, that one episode, I remember that. He could barely walk. And I was watching Survivor Second Chances, and Steven's feet were so swollen, he could barely walk. 
would you rather have some weird creepy skin thing or would you rather like break your arm or hurt your knee well I gotta I, I gotta go with probably skin thing because I feel like they let you stay in the game when it's that but if you break your arm like you gotta get surgery you gotta get out of there so like if I'm trying to win the game I'm gonna pick the skin thing if it is my real life and I'm just chilling um maybe I would break a that's true I guess I guess what if what if your ailment wasn't enough to get you kicked out of the game? Like your oh. arm. Thing. Yeah, that'll break that'll break a wrist or something. That's fine. Yeah, the skin thing is nasty. The worst though is it's it must be so uncomfortable. Okay, I was watching Survivor Second Chances and Steve Fishback was he kept saying severe gastrointestinal distress. So he was like in the middle of the night, like having to get up a bunch of times and like literally crying tears about his GI issues. And there was that one season where that guy, Bruce, he pooped in like 10 days or something. And he had to get, he had to leave the game because he didn't poop for so long. I feel like that might actually be the most painful thing. And the most embarrassing. Oh, I know. What? Yeah, poop stuff is definitely the most embarrassing. Yeah. Um. Well, I think we learned a lot about ourselves and each other. <laughs> that's a good. That's a good game. We're gonna revisit that one. Um. But the the thing you mentioned about Christian, like talking about all these old players, reminded me of a segment that you wanted to um feature during this episode. Uh, some some Survivor social media shout outs. Absolutely. Um, I think yours is the best, so I want you to go first. I ha- I have two. I have a genuine one, and then I have a funny one. Somebody who I really enjoy following on social is Davey from David and Goliath. Do you remember him? Oh, my God. I love him. Um, mine's going to be Hannah from Millennials versus Gen X. I wasn't crazy about her um, on her season. She was aligned with Adam, who I was rooting for at the time. And... And Zeke, who I love. Uh, I thought she was kind of annoying on her season, but I really, really love her on social media. She's just so funny and self-aware. And I, and I, I don't know. She just, she always just like posts up with like contestants like Brett, who was on her season, who was on the Gen X, the one who was, um, he's a cop from, from Boston, believe it or not. Why do you think I like him so much? <laughs> but the one who who he ended up confessing to Zeke that he actually um, was gay. I don't know. She's just a treasure on social media. She's really, she's really, really funny. Um, real. And, quick, oh, wait, I, I, I need to say, Oh, I need to say something funny about this. My friend who just started watching survivor recently and is watching certain seasons upon my recommendation I love Hannah, but my friend's fiance that watches with her literally thinks she's like the hottest babe in the world. And it just like cracks me up because I'll, or she and I, when she was watching the season, would be texting and she'd be like, oh, Hannah did this and annoyed me or something, Hannah. And she would just be like, oh, Lewis thinks she's so hot. And it's just funny because it's not that she's not hot, like she's perfectly cute girl, but you know, like that was the season with, you know, Figgy. Yes. 
okay, remember like Figgy of like Figgy and Tails? <laughs> like, like Hannah's an adorable girl. I will say she has a fantastic rack. Like she, she actually does have a nice bod, but it just cracked me up. Um, real quick, could, was was my sound sounding funky at all? Not not recently, actually. Okay. It just started raining, and the room I record in has a skylight, and it was, like, really loud, but that's good. Um, my final social survivor player of the, the week. Um, this one is just silly, but, you know, ever since our foray into this world of survivor podcasting, I've been spending a lot of time on social media, um, and... So I've just been following like anyone and everyone. And one of the people I followed was Dan. If you remember him from, uh, do you remember what season he was on? He was on David the versus season with Goliath. Yeah. Uh, Kara. Yeah. You yes, say 37. When you mention it, you say Kara and Dan, but you know, Kara and Alec are dating yes, right now, which is yes. extra hilarious. Yes. But so I started following Dan and I, like he's a model, I guess. And the, the first thing you see when you go to his Twitter is that he did, was, did, was the model for um, a cover of a romance novel. And the title of it was, I kid you not, um, it's like the, the cover is like him in this like sexy police officer outfit, like, you know, and it, the title is good cop bad boy oh my god and he's like behind jail bars it's really funny he posted something i started following him during the season and i'm i'm gonna find it and i'm i can't find it right now because i would be sitting here for like 10 minutes scrolling back to whenever that was because that was like three seasons ago at this point he posted that implied something about masturbating, like on Instagram, like but a, like a picture of himself, and it was just yeah. so gross. Yeah, I remember being like super skeeved. I feel like Dude, I, I feel like I feel like you did, and you sent it to me, and you were like, "Ew!" I I honestly, this is so familiar to me. If somebody else remembers oh. it, let us know. No, I, I mean, I will find it. And you know what? We can we can repost it on our Instagram we, we if this is what the fans want. But it was, like, something really gratuitous and gross. And I'm like, okay, I get it. Like, you used to be fat. You're a guy. You probably just cut out drinking soda and, like, maybe modified your carbs and then lost a bunch of weight and chill out. Like, man. And well, I, I really think it, it cracks me up, though, that the whole time on his season, he was just like fawning over Kara and she was just like, um, no, it's okay. And then now she's literally dating someone else that was on that season. Mm-hmm. Um, so that brings us back to current days and we, we need to name our MVP of the week. Oh man. I haven't even thought about this. God, it, it can't be Michelle. Either. Well, I know I I know who yours probably is. Who's mine? Natalie. Oh, well, that's funny because I was gonna say, even though she wasn't actually, you know, in the game, 
I, I actually was going to say Natalie. Yeah. She's my I girl. Think, I, I feel like she did a great job. I think she did do a good job. Um, if I had to name somebody, um, I'm I'm going to go Sarah because she pulled off that move. I think she's lying low right now, but she is she's in it enough. Um, you know, I don't I don't think it's her fault that she hasn't gotten a lot of time because, again, we didn't see a ton of to call this week at all. Um, but yeah, I'm going to I'm going to name Sarah. I'm excited to see more from her. I am, too, especially if she keeps that thing with Tony going. Yes. I really love that relationship. Any Anything with Tony. Um, who do you think is going to win at this point? This I It's still so unclear to me. I'm still going to go with Yule. I still think Yule has a good shot. Honestly, I'm going to say Natalie. She is getting that good cra- at it. It sounds crazy, but at the same time, like, Edge of Extinction, it's not like um redemption island or anything where you need to battle it out every week to remain there i am confident that natalie if she gets back in the game could go all the way and i wouldn't put a pastor to get back in the game yeah i agree um all right well we'll keep an eye on both of those uh this brings us to our last and final segment, which is luxury items. So this is, if you're tuning in for the first time, this is the part of the show where we share uh, something that we are into or that we're digging outside of Survivor. Ashley, would you like to share yours first? I wouldn't because I don't have anything really interesting to say, but I am in my head guessing what yours is and I want you to tell me so I can be like, I knew it. Laura, yeah. what's yours? Up and vanished. I knew it. Wait, um, I started so, listening to it today. Oh, because, oh my god! So, so up and vanished is a podcast that um our friend Amy recommended to us, and it is so fucking scary. So it's it's like I mean, if you haven't heard of it. It's a whodunit. It's a it's kind of like serial but scarier. Like serial had a nice warm quality to it. But this literally, like, I, last night, I didn't go to bed until late because Matt was downstairs playing a video game and I had to sit in the bed with all the lights on and I couldn't go to sleep until he came to bed. It has, it's good. It's, it's very bingeable. It's very addicting, but whew, it is scary. It's called Up and Vanished if you well, want you know to check what? it out. It's because of the creepy singing in the beginning. It sets a creepy tone. Yeah. All the, and there's a music throughout that is also creepy. Well, you know what it is, though? Are you listening to this at your house? Because I don't listen to podcasts at my house. I mean, I mean I I'm know. sorry, audience. You, sh- you should know. totally listen to podcasts. I only I, listen in the car. And I, I would not listen to Up and Vanished at night when I was driving. So I would listen on the way to work. I listened to them on my lunch break. I listened on the way home when it was still light out. But I don't think I would listen to it in the dark because that would creep me the fuck out. Yeah, I normally don't, but the thing is, is that my commute is very short, and I don't love listening to anything while I'm working, really, so I don't have a ton of time to listen to it, except at home. Oh, um, yeah, my my drive can be an hour sometimes, depending on traffic, which sucks, yeah. but I mean, more, more time for podcasts. I've also been trying to check out some of the other Survivor fan podcasts that are out there. Um, 
I want to do more listening and then maybe next week I'll have a little roundup, but there's a lot of us out there. And I think, I think there's room for everybody. I hope we all make it. I think so too. I mean, I did join a Facebook group and someone, uh, a survivor focused Facebook group and someone said, does anyone know any good survivor podcasts? And I said, oh, my friend and I just started one. Here's the link. And I got two likes. So, Bonnie, you I mean, should I... ask. Do you have any final thoughts as we wrap this up? I mean, I feel like there, I, I, I'm still, maybe we'll have to do like a little reflection episode this weekend once we've made peace with our feelings because I'm still like pretty upset about Ethan. I know. Well, seriously, like last week's episode, since I didn't give a shit about. <laughs> Not in a mean way. I didn't give a shit about Danny, and she's perfectly nice, but I wasn't invested in her. But I really, I really like Ethan. So I feel like when we started recording, I was like, <gasps> about our listenership. Yeah. I thank like you guys. My parents asked me, "Oh, uh, how's your uh, podcast thing going?" And I was like, well, "I don't know. Like, we had 52 listeners. I feel like that's pretty good, considering no one we know really watches Survivors." So. I mean, I agree. I agree. I would love um, to know who those people are. If you are one of those people, send us a tweet, slide well, into our DMs, text us. I would love to know that you're listening. Yeah, if you've if you've been listening, thank you so much. Um, you can subscribe. You can give us a five star review. You can give us a review of your choosing, but um, ideally five stars. Uh, and you can leave a review on iTunes or Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. We are everywhere now. We are out there. We are on Twitter at Idle Chatter Pod. Um, and we appreciate you so much for being here. And I hope and that you're gonna, enjoying the season. And we're going to post a picture of young Tony on our Instagram. And I, some creepy uh, Instagram posts from Dan from David versus Goliath, if I can find it. Insinuating masturbation. I already posted the photo of Tony. It is up Which there is in our stories. Which there's nothing wrong with, but I'm just saying. It's just like, it's just like, it's just weird. To, I mean, I'm not judging you. It's it's completely natural, but I just don't want you to post Instagram pictures talking about you masturbating. Once we find it, you'll see what I mean. Um, yeah. Now you, you think we're a bunch of pervs just talking about <laughs> we're it. We're not no. pervs. It no, happens. we're, we're not, happens. but someone listening, someone listening might think we are, but no, we're not. I mean, you, you you have to see it. If they've made it to the end of this hour plus episode, I think they're in this with us, right? Um, all right. Well, thank you guys for listening and we will be back next week. Thanks, guys. All right. Bye. Bye.